Welcome to The Rebound, where we'll explore the issues facing supply chain managers as our industry gets back up and running in a post-COVID world. This podcast is hosted by Abe Eskenazi, CEO of the Association for Supply Chain Management, and Bob Troublecock, Editorial Director of Supply Chain Management Review. Remember that Abe and Bob welcome your comments. Now to today's episode. Well, hello and welcome to today's episode of The Rebound, the state of supplier diversity and so much more. I'm Bob Troublecock. And I'm Abe Ashkenazi. And joining us today is Eileen Basso. Eileen is the CEO at Supplier.io, a platform for managing your supplier diversity efforts and more recently for your ESG efforts. Eileen, welcome. Hi, Bob, Abe, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, we're glad to have you. So Eileen, uh, it's almost 20 years ago now, uh, way back in tw- uh, 2006, I spent about five years writing for Diversity Inc. Now the magazine's readers were chief diversity officers. And one of the areas I was asked to cover was supplier diversity. And then as the Obama administration began pushing the creation of green jobs, sustainability and corporate responsibility became part of my beat. This was a whole new world to me. I'd never heard of a CDO, supplier diversity, or the three-legged school for that matter. But fast forward and those subjects that seemed a little esoteric nearly two decades are now on the to-do list of every supply chain executive I know. And at the same time, we know two things. There are a lot of competing interests for supply chain managers' attentions, and this stuff ain't easy. So let's start with what's the state of supplier diversity today, and as well as sustainability and corporate governments. Those are just some of the things we're going to talk about. Eileen, you and I had a chance to meet here in Chicago a couple of months ago. And one of the things that fascinated me was what you were doing by taking some of the complexity out of supplier diversity. And my understanding is you're gonna do that around ESG. So to kick this off, just give us that short version of what Supplier IO does. Yeah, absolutely, Bob. Supplier IO powers the most successful, responsible sourcing programs globally. Um, We work with most Fortune 1000 companies. And for over 20 years, we've helped organizations track, manage, and grow their supplier diversity program. Um, To your point, uh, we knew our customers have been tasked to integrate sustainability uh, into their operations. And uh, based on both customers and market demand, now we're also offering tools that seamlessly merge the supplier diversity with the critical pillars of ESG. Um, So our customers can have responsible, sustainable, and as we call it, accountable sourcing. Um, The best way and easiest way to explain this is uh, we help organizations know who their diverse and sustainable and social suppliers are in their supply chain. Um, So we bring visibility um, so they know their spend with these suppliers. Um, We also help them grow by allowing anyone in the organization to easily search and find these certified diverse social or sustainable suppliers within our database. Um, We have the largest database in the world. It has about 4 million suppliers holding over 5 million certifications. And if they're diverse, maybe they have NMSDC or WeBank or Disability Inc. certifications. Um, If they're social, maybe they have 
B Corp certification, right? Um, if they're sustainable, perhaps they have fair trade or CDP rating or uh, maybe Ecovadis certification. Um, so essentially, we help our customers again, find these suppliers, but also expand their program uh, and be able to do both economic and environmental impact analysis of their supply chain. Eileen, your organization creates an annual report that provides us you know, tremendous information. From your research, how healthy are the diversity programs? Have we gotten beyond the checklists of diversity supplier? Yes, great question. We have been doing the state of supplier diversity report and research for the last six years, and it's been fascinating to be able to analyze the trends. Um, in this year's report, we saw a lot to be excited about, so that's the good news. Um, we do um, continue to see supplier diversity driving business value. Um, to your point, uh, Abe, is it more than a checks in the box? Is it really providing business value? And 66% saying that it improves their supply chain competitiveness. And um, this year, we also saw 53% of the companies say it also enhances their brand image. Um, we've also consistently seen positive support from senior leadership, uh, including the CEOs and chief procurement officers. And um, this year, we also asked about business leaders from across the company and see if they're also supporting supplier diversity. And 61% of the companies said they do have support from senior business leaders across the company, uh, which is really exciting to see. Um, another point that I would say based on that research, last year we saw accountability was a challenge with many programs lacking clearly defined goals. Most leaders didn't have supplier diversity in their performance scorecards. Uh, but this year, we saw a big increase in, with 72% of programs having clearly defined goals and about 50% include that supplier diversity in their leadership performance met metrics, um, which is fantastic to see. Eileen, uh, in your earlier answer, you hit on one of the things that has always kind of fascinated me about supplier diversity, and that is... In the beginning, for instance, when I was first writing about it, there really were only two certification organizations, right? Women's Business Enterprise National Council, or WeBank, and the National Minority Supplier Development Council, or NMSDC. Today, uh, there's got to be at least a dozen, if not more, organizations that represent diverse uh, supplier categories. So if I'm a company, let's say I'm, you know, somebody is coming to you, and I'm trying to establish a supplier diversity program. How do I decide where to start and who to include? For instance, in your experience, is it being driven by customers? Is it being driven internally? How, how are companies making those decisions? I mean, since we're a data company and we do so much research, um, I'll mention a couple of the data points here as well. Supplier diversity leaders, uh, the ones that are having very successful programs. We do benchmarking. We look at kind of the best practices uh, research of those leaders. And um, all of them told us that they are members of these councils that you mentioned. Uh, and then the top were NMSDC. You mentioned that 60% was members of NMSDC, 50% were about WeBank, uh, Disability Inn was about 30%, and the NGLLC was about 28%. 
our job at our company, we provide the data on all of these certifications, as I mentioned earlier, right? If a supplier has any of these certifications, uh, we want our customers to be able to search and find those specific suppliers in any of those categories. But what is important, what these certification agencies do very well is also networking, providing industry groups. Um, they do supplier development programs, which is extremely important. Uh, so which council or councils that you join should really be driven by your goals and objectives? Make sure that I always tell the companies, understand the diverse supplier categories that are most relevant to your industry and your geographic region. And look at your current supplier base. Most of these leaders we interviewed as a part of our prior best practice research told us that, you know, joining these councils are great, but they're also active members, so they can really help influence and take advantage of these councils supplier development programs. Uh, for example, if some of your most important suppliers are women-run businesses, you might want to join VBank as a way to better tap into their, you know, many supplier development programs. Eileen, as you're taking a look at the diversity programs, um, as you just indicated, uh, the, the majority of them are driven internally in terms of identifying how the organization needs to respond to the diversity. Do the customers care or are there influences from the customers that are, you know, forcing organizations to pay attention to diversity? When we did this state of supplier uh, diversity research, it's interesting to see the last six years trends on what are some of kind of the big drivers. Um, the number one driver for over 80% of the programs, we found that the supplier diversity is important and focused because it aligns with the corporate values. Companies want to spend their money in a way that is consistent with who they are as a company. And this seems to be really the same regardless of the industry. So we've looked at that to see if it's different. But I will say we also see some industries like retail and consumer goods leveraging their supplier diversity program to improve their brand and win with the growing diverse consumer population. This is proven, right? In the next 25 years, minorities will make up over half of the U.S. population. For example, uh, when we're actually talking with a company like Container Store, which is one of our customers, they know that, right? That they're, you know, in the next 25 years, minorities are going to be half of the population. And they've actually invited us to join their programs, speaking with diverse suppliers. And fascinating thing was their executive sponsor for their program wasn't the chief procurement officer. It was the chief merchandising officer because their kind of the mindset was, hey, it's clear that the diverse suppliers are critical to our merchandising and assortment strategy. So, you know, I've seen this again in different industries as well, um, like manufacturing. Uh, we see supplier diversity driven as a way to improve supply chain competitiveness and uh, bring in new innovations. I'll give another example. Uh, Ford, one of our customers, innovation is extremely important. It's a core value to them. And they bring in diverse suppliers at the design phase as a way to bring in more innovation to their, you know, car designs and products before they even get to RFPs. Um, so it certainly is changing in a positive way. Um, Eileen, yeah, you, you mentioned two things that I'd like to try and bring together in uh, this question. One was you were talking about in your annual report 
um, you know, asking about what value is it's bringing, which suggests that somebody's measuring the success of the program. And the second was supplier development, meaning, you know, working on the success of your diverse suppliers. So how are companies measuring the success of their supplier diversity initiatives? You know, what do they decide is important and what are they monitoring that away? And then how are they measuring the success of their diverse suppliers? The primary ways organizations measure the success of their supplier diversity programs is around spend. Uh, spend with diverse suppliers and diverse spend as a percentage of their total spending um, in their supply chain. Um, the leaders, the truly successful, these, you know, successful supplier diversity programs that have been doing this uh, for a long time, that have actually best practices. We, when we talk with them, their biggest feedback to us was they're not only measuring this at a company level, but also breaking the results down and tra tracking this by specific location and business unit. I'll give you an example. Um, Unilever is one of our other customers. They built the supplier diversity metrics right into the business unit dashboards. So business unit leaders can see how supplier diversity is performing along with very important other business metrics like shipments or cost savings or revenue. Some programs are even taking it a step further, um, going beyond just dollars or you know, measuring these you know, impact. But as an example, we work with company like CVS Health. They do economic impact reporting to measure their success. They're not only measuring, yes, how much they spend, that's still important um, with diverse suppliers, but they are looking at how that spend translates into jobs, wages, taxes, and more for the communities, right? They do business with. Uh, and this is a great way to see the both human and the social impact of your program and can be much more meaningful for the organization than just dollars and cents. Um, the other way that we um, talk with our customers around evaluating the diverse suppliers themselves, we always suggest, hey, regularly evaluate the performance of your diverse suppliers against key parameters, just like you would do with other suppliers, like product quality, on-time delivery. It can be also customer service, right? So again, it's about measuring internally the success ensuring that the supplier diversity metrics are aligned with the business key success metrics while you're doing that, ensuring that you continue to evaluate the performance of those diverse suppliers uh, and ensure again that you're getting those product, uh, the quality product, and as I mentioned, the service and the delivery that you need to be successful. Eileen, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, we talked a little bit about environmental you know, side of this. Let's dig into a little bit more on sustainability, um, which is apparently new for the, you know, your company. This has been a top issue for a lot of organizations. They've identified it in almost every survey as a top three initiative. But what led you to this, uh, you know, this focus on sustainability? The easiest answer I can give, Abe, is the fact that our customers and the market is demanding this. Um, we already solved for the data fragmentation issue in supplier diversity, but realize that our customers also have the same problem in ESG. They're having to go to so many sources to get data on 
who are their social or sustainable suppliers, just like they have been doing this for supplier diversity, which that's why they're working with us. They have a challenge on getting supply chain visibility. Um, and they really were coming to us and say, great that you, we can find these diverse certified suppliers within your database, but we need to know where to find more sustainable suppliers, as well as ability to do the greenhouse emission reporting. Uh, procurement teams know supply chain can have a huge impact on a company's environmental impact and their ability to hit their net zero goals. But to be able to do that, they need access to accurate, actionable data and easy to use tools to make that possible. So we're bringing our same centralized platform, global data, to really help them achieve their goals. And that's why we've actually started doing this and led us into this area. And the feedback we've been receiving has been so positive. So we know and feel like we're on the right track. Eileen, over the last couple of months, and including just last week, uh, both the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal have been reporting that one, some companies have become less vocal uh, about their sustainability and diversity goals. They're not, you know, um, shouting it as much in press releases. And more importantly, I think, now falling behind on their goals. What are you seeing in your set of customers and, and what are some of the challenges companies are facing right now around diversity and sustainability goals? Supreme Court's decision to end affirmative action in higher education uh, back in end of June created a lot of questions for businesses. Um, also, uncertainty around the implication in business practices tied to diversity, including supply management. We have been talking a lot with our customers across industries, any size uh, of uh, companies, and um, we have been doing a lot of kind of education around this. Supplier diversity is not an affirmative action policy. It's a voluntary and intentional procurement practice really designed to increase supply-based competition and value, right, to drive positive business outcomes that we discussed earlier. Unlike the use of affirmative action in higher education admissions, using diverse suppliers isn't a mandatory for companies. Um, they choose to use them for a good reason, right? Supplier diversity represents more than increased access. The goal of supplier diversity is not to be more diverse. It's really to strengthen business by opening supply chains to new ideas, alternative providers, um, disruptive technologies, new talents. We just talked about innovation, right? Specialized insights, um, often for local expertise. Again, we have been really talking a lot around this and, you know, partnering and about why opening the supply chain and increasing supplier diversity, you know, means a lot of things, right? Of course, it includes minority-owned businesses, but it also includes including small businesses, women-owned businesses, veteran-owned businesses. State of Supplier Diversity Report, the research that we discussed earlier today, um, we were supposed to kind of end this uh, survey in July, but we actually decided after um, this happened, we filled it our study you know, right after the Supreme Court affirmative action ruling and used it as a way to get a pulse of how supplier diversity programs were 
fairing, you know, the face of this potential, right, hurdle and um, asked actually questions um, to these companies. And of course, we've had, again, a lot of discussions also with our customers. And what we found out is while some programs, yes, have decided to be less vocal, to your point, Bob, about their support for supplier diversity, it's definitely not the trend we're seeing as it relates to investment focus and support uh, within their organizations. Um, in fact, 89% of the leaders we surveyed told us that politics uh, has not impacted their program. 20% of them actually said, you know, the economic conditions, the new rules actually getting like they're getting the more support as a result of it. And 16% of them said that they're going to be even more public um, because they set these goals and they're going to stand behind them. In the conversations with our customers, we're con consistently hearing the same things, you know, the similar messages. The fact that, again, supplier diversity is a business strategy um, that, you know, improves that supply chain competitiveness and enhanced brands and all the things we discussed. And it's not a handout nor a quota. It's just good business. Um, and we will continue to do education about this. These kind of, of course, podcasts that are important as well. Um, but the most important thing that we say is, uh, and our customers are aligned with us on this is the fact that supplier selection isn't a zero-sum game, right? Supplier diversity programs don't mandate that a contract must be awarded to a specific group, whether it's a small business or a veteran-owned organization. Decisions is really around awarding a contract based on which supplier provides the best value for the company, um, best service or the product uh, for the company. Um, again, supplier diversity programs ensure procurement has options and capabilities to select from, which makes the business more competitive at the end. Eileen, last question. Um, at our conference uh, a couple of weeks ago at ASCM Connect, one of the questions we asked the panel of sustainability experts was about the role responsibility of not only ASCM, but supply chain professionals. Um, they seem to have taken on every responsibility in an organization right now, just send it to the supply chain uh, professional. Uh, same question to you. How do we advance and educate our members about their role and responsibility on sustainability and supplier diversity beyond the rhetoric? How do we get them to talk about action and impact? I really appreciate this question as well as this conversation. Um, it's another great example of ASCM taking a leadership role in this. So really appreciate that. Um, over the last few years, procurement and supply chain teams really shifted their role to more strategic to the business and as a competitive differentiation. Um, we're all learning the shift from only focusing on cost uh, to focusing more on value to the company. Um, Hackett Group, uh, one of the analysts, did a research and the recent CPO survey uh, looked at how CPOs, the chief procurement officers, are being measured. And on the scorecard, it was fantastic to see that, yes, of course, the costs and savings are number one and number two. No surprise there. But number three was supplier diversity. So clearly, this is an important topic and one that we need to continue to discuss. 
And for us, that means providing data-driven insights and best practices to help leaders make informed decisions that improve their programs. Education and training is very important. I mentioned earlier that we do this and do a lot of research and a lot of education, a lot of, you know, kind of talking. And um, we try to share real-world examples or organizations that have successfully integrated sustainability and diversity in their supply chains, showcasing the benefits and the processes involved. Um, these podcasts, webinars are so important as well. We need to be able to discuss the latest trends and challenges and even opportunities, right, in sustainability and supplier diversity. Um, we at Supplier IO, yes, providing solutions. That's what we're focusing on, uh, you know, ensuring that a software and a toolkit that can help organizations measure, track, and improve their sustainability and diversity metrics. But again, education and training, um, both internally as an organization, as well as all of us, we definitely need to be all hands on deck and really focus on that. Eileen, thank you so much. Tremendous amount of effort and enthusiasm about this. Really appreciate you joining us today. That is the, all the time that we have. Special thanks to our guest, Eileen from Supplier IO. And finally, a special thank to you for joining us on this episode of The Rebound. We hope you'll be back for our next episode. And for The Rebound, I'm Abe Ashkenazi. And I'm Bob Troublecock. All the best, everyone. Thank you. The Rebound is a joint production of the Association for Supply Chain Management and Supply Chain Management Review. For more information, be sure to visit ASCM.org and STMR.com. We hope you'll join us again.